You're listening to Renegade Endurance Radio, episode number 38. Welcome to Renegade Endurance Radio, where we talk all things health, wellness, training, and nutrition. I'm your host, Martha Rosenstein of TheRenegadeNP.com. I'm a nurse practitioner, endurance athlete, and chronic fatigue survivor, and I help heal cranky athletes so they can get back to training, racing, and living their lives with endless energy. Remember that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by the Find Your Perfect Diet course. Figuring out what to eat can be overwhelming, and hidden food sensitivities are often a huge reason why you aren't meeting your performance goals. In this course, you'll learn the process of finding the perfect diet for you, not the diet that worked for someone else. So if you've ever struggled with fatigue or insomnia or wondered why you aren't getting better, faster, or stronger, even though you're putting in the work, then finding your perfect diet is going to be life-changing for you. Visit therenegadenp.com slash findyourperfectdiet to learn more. Welcome back to another episode of Renegade Endurance Radio, formerly the Paleo NP Podcast. This week, we are talking about all things digestive enzymes, both the kind you make in your own gut, on your own, and the kind that you take in pill form. I'm just coming back from a very unexpected and very ugly GI illness, so digestive enzymes are at the forefront of my mind right now. Healing your gut from acute illness is probably something that we could talk about for an entire episode. Things that I'm doing right now are hydrating like I've never hydrated before. I have to get on a plane in a few days, and after being sick and having a fever of 102, hydration is really important. It would be important even if I wasn't getting on a plane, but that makes it even more important. I am also drinking all the bone broth. Fortunately, I had a bag of various bones in my freezer, so it was just a matter of popping them into the Instant Pot for a couple of hours. I have also not really been hungry, so I've been sticking to small, light meals, and they've honestly been mostly liquid things because solid food just does not sound appetizing right now. I have had some scrambled eggs, and I made some tomato soup in the Instant Pot with my bone broth, and then today I had a smoothie for breakfast, which probably wasn't the best option because it didn't make me feel too great, but I wanted to make sure I got some vegetables in, so I threw in a handful of spinach along with some yogurt for probiotics. Anyway, recovery and healing takes time, and I'm probably trying to rush things. Patience is not something I'm good at. Enough of that. Let's talk about digestive enzymes. Enzymes are substances that help to speed up or make chemical reactions happen more easily. As far as your digestive system is concerned, there are enzymes in each part of it, and they all have a very specific function when it comes to breaking down food so that your body can use it. Food gets broken down from protein, carbs, and fats into amino acids, fatty acids, cholesterols, sugars, vitamins, and minerals. Most of this process of breaking down food happens because of enzymes. One of the most amazing parts about our digestive tract is that it secretes these enzymes, as well as things like mucus for lubrication, only in the presence of food. And in some cases, the type of enzymes that are secreted are specific to the type of food that's present. If you don't have enough digestive enzymes, your body won't be able to break down the food you eat. So even if you are eating a great diet of nutrient-dense foods, if you lack proper enzymes, you won't be getting adequate nutrition from these foods. 
In your mouth, your saliva contains an enzyme called amylase, which is necessary for digesting starches. Your stomach secretes hydrochloric acid, which isn't an enzyme, but does aid in the breakdown of food. It also secretes pepsinogen, which is the inactive precursor to the enzyme pepsin. Pepsin functions as a highly active enzyme in a very acidic environment, in a pH of about 1.8 to 3.5. But at a pH above 5, it becomes inactive. So both hydrochloric acid and pepsin are necessary for protein digestion in the stomach. The rate of secretion of pepsinogen, which remember is the precursor to pepsin, is influenced by the amount of acid in the stomach. So in people who have a decreased ability to secrete adequate amounts of hydrochloric acid, the secretion of pepsinogen is also decreased, and this affects protein digestion. A majority of the enzymes needed for digestion are secreted by the pancreas. The most important pancreatic enzymes for digesting proteins are trypsin, chymotrypsin, and carboxypolypeptidase. Trypsin is the most abundant. Trypsin and chymotrypsin split both whole and partially digested proteins into smaller sizes, but do not cause the release of individual amino acids. And amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Carboxypolypeptidase splits some peptides into individual amino acids. So this does complete the digestion process of these particular proteins. Pepsin, trypsin, and chymotrypsin are all considered a class of enzyme called proteases. This is how they are usually listed on a bottle of digestive enzymes. It'll just say protease. Pancreatic amylase, which is different than the amylase in your saliva, is responsible for digesting carbohydrates. This amylase breaks up starches, glycogen, and most other carbohydrates into smaller particles called disaccharides and trisaccharides, which are molecules of two and three sugars. Pancreatic lipase is the main digestive enzyme for fat. Lipase breaks down fat into fatty acids and monoglycerides. Cholesterol esterase breaks up cholesterol esters, and phospholipase splits up fatty acids and phospholipids. All of these pancreatic enzymes are created in the cells of the pancreas in their inactive forms. When they are secreted into the intestinal tract is when they become activated. Part of the activation process for many of these enzymes is the substance that is made up of food and hydrochloric acid from the stomach. When this comes in contact with the inside of the small intestines, this is when the pancreas is activated to release these digestive enzymes. This is another reason why stomach acid is important because the acidity of this substance is what causes the signal to be heard by the pancreatic cells and release the activated forms of these enzymes. The cells lining your small intestines also secrete digestive enzymes. They secrete sucrase, maltase, and lactase, which digest carbohydrates. Intestinal pepsidase enzymes continue the process of breaking down protein that was started in the stomach, and sucrase helps to break down sucrose into fructose and glucose, and it also is able to break down maltose. The lactase enzyme breaks down lactose into galactose and glucose. Lactose is the carbohydrate in milk, and it's common in adults for the lactase enzyme activity to decrease. It actually decreases as an infant shortly after weaning in most people, and this causes this is what causes lactose intolerance. So when you don't have enough or any of the lactase enzyme, you're not able to break down lactose. Diseases like cystic fibrosis, pancreatic cancer, pancreatitis, or removal of the pancreas can have a negative impact on enzyme production from the pancreas. 
celiac disease and Crohn's disease affects the production of the enzymes in the small intestines, which affects your ability to digest starches, lactose, proteins, and some fats. Even if you do not have a disease that affects enzyme production, you can still have inadequate enzymes. Things like inflammation from food sensitivities or an infection like SIBO, which remember is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, can affect the production of enzymes, especially those in the small intestine. As we already talked about, low stomach acid also plays a role because not only is the acidity of the substance that passes from your stomach into your small intestine the signal for your pancreas to release enzymes, but also the acidity in your stomach plays a part in the production of pepsin in your stomach. Chronic stress affects your digestion. Cortisol, which is your stress hormone, causes your body not to prioritize digestion since it's not necessary during a fight-or-flight response. So constantly being in a fight-or-flight state down-regulates your digestive processes, and enzyme production is part of that. Before we talk about what to look for in a digestive enzyme supplement, let's quickly talk about something interesting that I learned while doing research for this show. Certain digestive enzymes can actually help your athletic performance. One study found that supplementing with proteases, which remember are responsible for breaking down proteins, correlated with higher force production. So you were, people were able to create more force with their muscles. And these people had a lower level of inflammatory cytokines post-workout. This means that they produced fewer inflammatory markers in response to the exercise. Another study found that protease supplements decreased strength loss immediately after a workout and was helpful in short-term recovery, but did not have an effect on delayed onset muscle soreness, also called DOMS, D-O-M-S, or on the blood markers of muscle damage, which actually contradicts the first study I mentioned. There are also numerous studies showing that people recover from surgery and injuries faster when they use digestive enzymes. One study even found that bromelian extract, which comes from pineapple, was just as effective as NSAIDs, so something like um, ibuprofen, in reducing inflammation. While I don't think that you can replace your post-training recovery protocol with just digestive enzymes, the evidence isn't quite that strong, I do think that there is a benefit. Likely this is due to the increased digestion of proteins, because remember these studies were all done and found that proteases were the helpful things, which is what breaks down proteins. So the benefit is likely due to the increased digestion of proteins so that your body is better able to use them. So how do you know if you need a digestive enzyme supplement? If you have gas, bloating, or indigestion after eating, if you feel like you're full for a really long time after meals, if you feel like you're full after a few bites of food, or if you see undigested food in your stool, you may benefit from a digestive enzyme. But also keep in mind that many of these things can be symptoms of other issues, and you should be working on the root cause of why you don't have enough digestive enzymes. You should definitely talk to your healthcare provider before you start or change any medications or supplements. Unless you have pancreatic disease, a lack of digestive enzymes is probably not due directly to the pancreas itself. Remember that stomach acid plays a huge role here, and I think I talked more about this in one of the digestion episodes I recorded a while back. I will link to that in the show notes. Also, stress plays a role, and so does not having optimal digestive function, which is what I will call leaky gut, even though I'm not a huge fan of that name anymore. So taking digestive enzymes and not exploring the issue any further is not actually going to solve anything. As with most supplements, choosing a good quality digestive enzyme is important. You definitely want to make sure that the label lists out all of the specific enzymes that are in the supplement, as well as how much, 
but you want to be able to see the units and not just milligrams. I will explain this more in just a minute. Also, beware of fillers in your digestive enzyme supplement. We talked about this last week with capsules versus tablets for multivitamins, but you want to make sure that you aren't getting something that's full of junk instead of active ingredients. Things like silica or rice bran are often present to prevent clumping of ingredients, which is necessary to some extent, but it's better if you can find an option that does not have either one of those. Fillers are also used to make standard-sized capsules look full when the active ingredients don't fill them up. Measuring the amount of digestive enzymes in a supplement should be done with what's called units of activity, which is the standard from the Food Chemical Codex, also called the FCC. This is similar to naming the number of probiotic cultures in a probiotic supplement instead of just listing milligrams. In most food, you compare items based on weight, but with enzymes, the measurement is the unit of activity and the potency. Also, there is no direct relationship between the weight and units of activity. So just because one supplement contains a larger weight of one enzyme than another brand does not necessarily mean that it's more potent. Weight tells you nothing about the activity level of the enzymes. I've got a list of the way that the specific enzymes should be reported on product labels, and I'll put those in the resource section of the show notes because me reading them out to you right now would not be very meaningful. So I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. I've also put together a little PDF reference guide with the list of units as well as a couple of label comparisons so you can see the difference in labels and what you should be looking for. You can get that in the show notes as well, which can be found at therenegadenp.com slash 38. If you're an athlete, make sure that you are looking for enzymes that contain multiple types of proteases. Why? Because remember that proteases break down proteins, and in the studies I mentioned where digestive enzymes helped with athletic performance and recovery, it was typically related to proteases. Also, remember that pepsin, which is produced in your stomach and helps with protein breakdown, functions in a very specific pH range. So you want to make sure that you're getting optimal protein breakdown by making sure that your body is breaking down the protein throughout the digestive process. You do have enzymes that do this naturally, but if you are low in one or more of them, your protein breakdown will be compromised. This bit about the proteases is a really nitpicky thing and not necessarily important for the average person. But if you're an athlete or an active person, it might be worth it. Also, just a quick note that in terms of performance improvement, this really isn't going to get you a lot. This might give you a 1% advantage over someone else with the same training and level of fitness as you have, but you can't use digestive enzymes as a replacement for actual training, for eating right, and all of the other things that we as athletes do to make sure that we have optimal performance. So just consider that before you go spending a ton of money on an enzyme with four different kinds of proteases, or you spend hours and hours researching this. Also, along similar but less nitpicky lines, you want to make sure that you are looking for a mixture of sources. Enzymes come either from fruit, typically something like a papaya and pineapple, animals such as pancreatin, and fungi. Fungi sources have the broadest spectrum of action, so I prefer that digestive enzymes have at least two different sources for the various enzymes. I just find that the single source doesn't always work quite as well. I have a bottle of Trader Joe's digestive enzymes in my backpack for when I travel, and I believe that they're just from papaya and pineapple, and while they certainly work for the most part, I find that they're not as strong, but that they do okay in a pinch. You also want to make sure that you find a supplement that has enzymes that have a variety of action. So you don't just want one type of enzyme in your supplement. 
Look for enzymes that contain at least one source of something that breaks down protein, like proteases, something that breaks down fat, like lipases, and something that breaks down carbohydrate, like amylase. If you are sensitive to gluten, it's also worth finding a supplement that has something called dipeptidylpeptidase 4, or DPPIV, which is a form of protease that specifically breaks down gluten. A couple notes about this, though. If you have celiac disease, don't think that you can take something with DPP-4 in it and be okay. That is not the case. Also, just because your digestive enzyme has DPP-4 in it does not mean that it's a good idea to go around eating gluten all the time, especially if you're sensitive to it. I have an enzyme that contains this, but I actually only use it when I eat out at a restaurant or when I'm at somebody else's house and I don't really have control over what goes into my food. I'm only mildly sensitive to gluten, so that works for me. This is also why it's important to understand how you react to certain foods, because if I had a stronger reaction to gluten, I would certainly be more likely to avoid it completely rather than just having it when I don't have control over food or not really being worried about it when I'm not at home. It's definitely meant to be used in cases of accidental exposure and not an excuse to go crazy with the gluten if you're sensitive. Finally, in terms of price, and this goes for most supplements, not just digestive enzymes, more expensive does not always mean better, but cheap almost always means inferior. I know that sounds confusing, but what I tend to do is shoot for more middle of the road when it comes to price, especially if I can't find a brand that I already know and trust. If you want to know specifically what brand of digestive enzymes I like and recommend, you can sign up for a free Fullscript account and see what all of my favorite supplements are. This is the online dispensary that I use with all of my patients. When you sign up for an account, you'll also get 10% off of any orders you place. I will put the link in the show notes um, for that, or you can go to bit.ly slash renegade sups. So that's renegade, S-U-P-P-S, capitalize the R, capitalize the S to sign up for your account. You'll be able to browse the whole catalog and see that my favorites based on specific categories. I hope that this information was helpful. I feel like as a patient, it can be really hard to figure out a lot of this stuff on your own. You go to see your healthcare provider and they spend six minutes with you, tell you to do a bunch of things, but then you're left to do the research on your own. So I hope that if your doctor or healthcare provider suggested that you take a digestive enzyme, or if you think that they might help you, what I talked about today will help you find the supplement that's right for you, that's high quality, and that will work. If you know someone who might enjoy this episode, please share it with them. I'm always so grateful when I get messages or emails from people who are introduced to me by someone else sharing an episode with them. And if you love the show, remember that you can now become a monthly supporter of the show. Just head to anchor.fm slash renegade endurance and click the become a supporter button. Your support helps me to create more regular episodes and more resources for the show, much like the PDF that I'm sharing with this show to help decode digestive enzyme labels. So if you find the information that I share to be valuable, it would mean the world to me if you would help support the show. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.